Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant. Total fucking bullshit. B -b -b bullshit. This makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. B -b -b bullshit. This is bullshit. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Welcome back to Bullshit Filter, the news, episode 44, recorded this day of our Trump, uh, the 6th of June, 2019. Uh, how are you, Ray? Doing good, um... Getting invitations from young ladies looking ice creams in other countries. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. How about you? <laughs> Getting invitations from young ladies licking ice yeah. creams in other countries. That's oh, that's yeah. a pretty vague I, statement. What 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 kind of invitations are you getting from said just, uh, young just ladies? To, to become friends or to hook up? Not hook up. That was a wrong. No no. Um, on uh, uh, Skype, you know things like that. Just to. I don't and, know, maybe just. And know. are these young ladies friends of yours? Uh, they want to be, but. Do you have a shared common interest in licking ice creams in Italy? I saw you lick some ice creams in Italy. <laughs> I mean, I like ice cream. I like mm -hmm. licking. I like Italy. There you so go. I guess they and young, yes. and young ladies, do you like them? And young. <laughs> I, I, my lawyer advises me not to answer that question. I plead mm. the fifth. Mm -hmm. Very wise of your lawyer. Yeah. So um, you said you wanted to rant about something. Yeah, this, I'm just going to take a moment. If I could give everyone who's not an American um, a little window into the world of healthcare currently in our country. So there's this man that I know. He has a child. The child is under the age of seven. Recently bitten by a poisonous snake. Very sad. This, But this is Virginia. It happens all the time. And they, of course, the ambulance comes. They take the child to the uh, hospital. And um, they turn to dad and we say, we did a test. And yes, this child has been bitten by a poisonous snake. Do you have insurance? The dad goes, no, I do not. So they're like, aha. Okay. We have two options. One, she needs four different shots that we can give within a 12-hour period. Uh, which means she'll have to spend the night ho in the uh, hospital, obviously. They're $1,000 a piece. Plus, she'll have to uh, pay for the overnight in the hospital. Dad's like, I can't afford that. Okay, so, well, we can give one shot, modified, can't guarantee her to get the job done, take her home, watch her for the next three or four days. The swelling is going to be pretty intense, but... If it starts to come out down after that or she doesn't have any other seizures or whatever, then she'll probably be okay. If she does, please bring her back and just know that there may be long-term internal organ damage because you're not getting the shots. That's the best we can do for you. Fortunately, they took the child home. Child seems to be doing well, but obviously they're going to have to watch out for organ damage for the rest of her life. But because he didn't happen to have $4,000 or insurance or something on a credit card, they had to go through that incredible experience because we do not have any kind of, um, you know, organized, universal, whatever you want to call it, singer payer, uh, health care in this country. Wow. Yeah. Just pissed <sighs> off. 
but child was doing well. Well, that's good news. I thought yes. um, they were going to ask if the snake had health insurance. Uh, how, did, how did the snake fare? Did they look after the snake? The snake, uh, it was only half the cost because it's much smaller. And I think it worked for the state. So it probably had uh, health insurance as far as I know. Snake's doing fine. Snake's okay? Snake's doing, That's good. Yeah, snake's good. Yeah, it's a strange country you live in. Of course, you had another uh, mass shooting, uh, I think, in the last yep. week. But uh, so did Australia. Did you hear anything yes. about Australia's mass shooting on your news? I, I read really quickly about that. It's like the big. Is it the biggest one since 1996? Or am I getting my facts wrong? Um, yeah, possibly is. Uh, I know that we did have like a family murder suicide, a, a farmer uh, about a year ago that may have been slightly bigger than this, but I think the death toll for this one, which was in Darwin up in the Northern Territory, Darwin for non-Australians, Darwin's, uh, kind of like kind of the wild west, Still, right. it's a million miles from anywhere. Sort of the only people who live there are people involved in mining because uh, there's nothing else going on in right. Darwin. Uh, I haven't been there, but it's my impression of Darwin is that it's it's kind of the backwaters. Very sure. hot, very, very tippity-toppity north of Australia. Very hot mm-hmm. um, and very sort of... Uh, 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 Rough, very rough, yeah. was is how I would guess Darwin is. Uh, anyway, guy, uh, an ex-con involved in bikey gangs who'd been out on parole for about six months, uh, took a shotgun, shot five people in five separate locations, I think, killed four, four men dead, uh, one woman injured. No, last I read, which was yesterday, police really don't know if the shooter knew... The victims. The police then went hunting the shooter, and he turned himself in. He called the police and said, "Come and get me. Um, uh, put me into protective custody." Yeah. Um, I suspect it's gangland related. I suspect that uh, when all the facts are known, uh, these will have been uh, targeted because he didn't go on a mass spree in one place. He went to five right. places and shot five people, one person in each place. Um, right. So, yeah, it sounds like he had a plan. Anyway, but but shocking in Australia, as opposed to the one in uh, wherever it was. Virginia. Oh, that's right. It was Virginia, yeah. There's 11 people died. Is that right? Yes, I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And the place he used to work, he was fired or quit. I'm trying to remember the details. But, uh, yeah, so he, I guess he decided he needed to get some payback. But I'm not sure of the details. Now, I saw a number of Americans online, uh, and and my wife said this too, offline, which was um, mass shooting happens in the US now, barely blink, barely registers. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's why I don't know the details, because I'm like, yeah. And it happened in your home state, and you still don't really pay attention. Nope. It's two and a half hours away. I figure that's a good enough buffer. And I and I, and I don't mean that as flippant as it sounds, but it's a good enough buffer for me. I know that sounds something, but that's the way my brain works now when it comes to shootings. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Um, but let's not do anything. No. Let's not talk. <clears throat> Let's not have a dialogue. Let's not even discuss possible options. 
Let's just buy more guns. So let's anyway. talk about North Korea. Okay, something light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the 31st of May, uh, stories started hitting the newspapers around the world that North Korea had executed mm-hmm. the man who was sort of right-hand man to Kim Jong-un. Uh, he yeah. was their nuclear negotiator working with the United right. States, as well as four other foreign ministry officials. Um, mm-hmm. They'd been executed at an airport, it said. Sure. Which is a weird place to execute someone. Um, <laughs> I, no I, jokes, please. No, I'm just... <laughs> I was at an airport yesterday why? walking through it going, hmm, why would you execute someone at an airport? I mean, say, okay, listen, we need you to fly to this very important meeting. You get right. them to the airport and then you just shoot them on the tarmac. Do you take them out to a little back room and do it? Do you do it on the plane? Um, why not just grab them and throw them in a black van and take them somewhere where you don't That's- have to worry about the cleanup, I guess? Exactly. That's how I would do it. Anyway, um, this was all according to uh, South Korean newspaper Chosun Ilbo. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they also said that another guy uh, was arrested. So I'll, I'll get into the details here. So they said that uh, the guy executed, one of the guys, the main guy, nuclear negotiator guy that was executed was Kim Hyok Chol. They said mm-hmm. he was executed at Miram Airport in Pyongyang. And another guy called uh, Kim Yong-chol. So you've got Kim Hyok-chol. There was Kim Yong-chol, who was another right. uh, top nuclear negotiator for North Korea. Ah, had been right. sentenced to hard labor and ideological re-education. <sighs> because they failed. They were accused of spying for the United States for screwing up the negotiations, basically. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. Trump and Kim met famously uh, probably a year a year ago, it seems Sounds like. Right. Um, Sounds like it. To negotiate some sort of a nuclear deal. Many uh, Big Macs were eaten. Hands were shaken. <laughs> smiles were given. Mission accomplished. Banners rolled out. And really, nothing That's is what the said. nothing right. has happened uh, since right. then. Uh, didn't it, it all sort of fell apart? And so somehow this turned into accusations of spying uh, for these guys. Not really sure how that works. Maybe just right. doing a bad job of a negotiation like this is akin to spying. Um, so it's one one arrested, one killed. So, then what? Well, a couple of days later, Kim Yong-chol, the guy who was supposedly put into a hard labour camp, was mm-hmm. photographed accompanying Kim Jong-un uh, at a Sunday art performance. I don't know what kind sure. of Sunday art performances they that, have in... That was the punishment. Oh, that, that was, was his re-education. You have to sit through this... High school production of Greece. Um, <laughs> the one that I want. You are the one I want. 
you have to ignore yeah, ignore all the yeah. uh, missed harmonies and the, and the missed notes. Do ups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Forget that uh, uh, <laughs> Shelley Grabovowitz is playing the role of Sandy and um, in her mid thirties. <laughs> that's a high school production. <laughs> it's a high school production. She's seventeen, but uh, she doesn't she, quite. She couldn't get any work, so she went to Korea to keep it going. Good for her. <laughs> so I thought when I saw this photo that he turned up, I was yep. like, "Well, uh, here are the options. Maybe the photograph was photoshopped. Sure. Maybe he was pulled out of the labor camp for the photo op, so they could go, "What? You're crazy! Look, here he is having a great time yeah. at this high school." <laughs> Uh, dance performance. Um, maybe the source who told the South Korean newspaper this was full of shit, or maybe the newspaper made it up to make Kim Jong-un look crazy. Or maybe he was put in a hard labour camp for like a day and right. then going, okay, uh, you're done. You're finished. Good work. Re-education yeah. accomplished. Done. You're, you're check, back out. Check, check it out. Well, I, I but, wanted to add on. To, yep, go ahead. Sorry, but yeah. this was this was the notes that I prepared when we were going to record Tuesday morning. We're now recording right. this Thursday morning, my time. I'm glad we didn't record Tuesday morning because yesterday the guy who was executed uh, also right. turned up alive, apparently. Um, zombie. Well, yes, Sorry. that was the f- where my where I first went was he's a zombie. Um, North Korea has successfully. Ooh, created yeah. the world's first zombie. Um, several sources <laughs> familiar with the situation, uh, right. according to CNN, are saying, what? No, he's alive. He's in state custody. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yes, you were going to say something. No, j- just that um, a lot of these reports about people being executed or whatever some of it comes from um you know the south korean media and uh, what they'll do is they'll get some very flimsy sources but as this is going to tie into another story that we're going to talk about tonight for you this morning um it, it comes down to the sources of the newspapers because the dean of graduates of uh, the dean of the graduate school of national defense and strategy at hanan university in south korea said this Many newspaper articles on North Korean affairs tend to rely on defectors or sources living in North Korean border villages. But the situation, many South Korean reporters covering North Korean affairs are interested in increasing the number of their readers. So someone will defect or someone lives on the border and they go, hey, I heard this guy was whacked. And because they can't do their due diligence in verifying said report, they, instead of not reporting it, but maybe just telling their editor about it, fuck me, they just go ahead and they put it in the newspaper. So suddenly there's all this drama. So a part of it could be state-sponsored, just just deception or whatever. But another part of it is just the, the South Korean newspapers are using very weak sources, and they're either not doing their job um, as far as research and validation, or they can't, but then they make the bad decision to run with it anyway. So it's kind of a messed up situation all over the place and I think that there's enough blame to go around. Or they're just uh-huh. making it up to make North Korea Sense. look bad. Oh, propaganda. Or, yeah. That's the Two other I think that's the other option here. And look, this isn't the first time this has happened. 
Um, according to the Washington Post, in 2013, South Korea's intelligence service was reporting that Kim Jong-un's uncle, Jang Song-tek, was executed. Right. Um, they were saying that he'd been killed by being fed to a pack of wild dogs. Sure. You sure uh, it wasn't sharks with lasers on their heads? No, please continue. Th- that, was their f- that was Kim Jong-un's first option, but right. uh, he, oh, he couldn't get the uh, <laughs> lasers to work reliably. Staple it, glue it. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, he may have been executed, but it's believed that uh, probably wasn't by being fed to a pack of wild dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because he, he did disappear, but um, yes, they they thinking that some of that that story was uh, false. Then uh, the Chosun Ilbo newspaper, uh, who also reported this new execution, reported in twenty thirteen that a guy called Hyun Song Wol, who was a North Korean right. artist, described as Kim Jong Un's ex girlfriend. Yeah. Had been executed in public over accusations that she and other performers had sold pornographic videos. Ooh. Uh, two days later, uh, the recently executed Hyun uh, turned up in Seoul um, and waved <laughs> to people and did a bit of a visit. Right. And was not dead or she was a zombie we still don't know well we still don't know about the zombie thing that's right. um that's a working theory that is a working theory that um <laughs> i'm hoping uh, please god is true please god. yeah yes because yes. there are so many people i would love to bring back from the dead <laughs> well have you seen the previews for the new movie with bill murray and the yeah. adam driver that looks like it'd be good but it anyway i digress good. yeah no it looks good yeah so um, I, dr- I drilled into Chosun Ilbo, this newspaper that keeps making these claims uh, that turn out to be at least partially false, if not completely false, and they keep getting away with right. it. It's been uh, around for nearly 100 years. It's been around since 1920, originally set up to fight against the Japanese occupation of Korea. And the CEO is Mr. Bang Sang-hoon. Uh, now, there's some interesting stories about Bang Sang-hoon. And, like, if you know anything about South Korea, you know that South Korea is batshit crazy. Um, and South Koreans tend to be uh, very interesting. It's a We went to see a, a, a film, a South Korean film recently. Right. Uh, which was really good. I um, can't remember what it was called. It was on at the film festival here. Um, and it, uh, Bur- Burning, I think it was called. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, it was sort of depicting a bunch of crazy people living in South Korea. We've got a lot of South Korean friends, and um, they're lovely. They're lovely, but... Uh, they're out there. Yeah, well, there's, yeah. Some, there's, there's some really interesting cultural things about South Korea. But but then if you look, if you've been following the politics over there uh, in the last few years, man, it, it's some wild and crazy stuff, which I'll get into. But anyway... So uh, back to Mr. Bang Sang-hoon, the CEO of Chosun. I think Chosun's the largest newspaper uh, Mm. in South Korea. His Mm. son, Mr. Bang Sang-hoon's son, was recently CEO of Chosun TV. 
major yeah. cable news network over there. Uh, but he resigned after his 10-year-old daughter was recorded uh, telling her chauffeur that yeah. she wanted to get him fired and killed, basically. That she yeah. she wanted him to die um, because he asked her to sit down in the car. Don't most ten year olds say that? I mean, my kids say it to me all the time. I wish you were dead. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, you know. Anyway, please True. continue. True. Yeah. No, five yeah. five year old says that a lot. <laughs> or stuff akin to that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think he says that. Just I wish uh, you know. He used to say, yeah. uh, you know, I wish you weren't my daddy. I was like, yeah, me, me too. I mean, we at least we agree on that. <laughs> High five, boom. My favorite one is he says, "I don't love you," and I go, "You know what? I, I don't. I don't care. Um, lots, <laughs> lots of lots of people love me. I don't. I don't need. I don't need you to love me. I can't me. even squeeze your win. Exactly. Yeah, now can I, I get back to work, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am very much loved. Uh, I, I don't care. I lose nothing in this contract. My job's to You're keep okay. you alive. I don't need you. I don't need to get your love. That's right. you know. Exactly. Not not needed. Yeah. Anywho. Yep. Um, so the chauffeur asked her to sit down. She yelled and screamed at him. He recorded it on his phone. He was fired by the family the next day. And then he released a recording of her abusing him to a rival newspaper. Son resigned from the TV station. Um, but Bang mm-hmm. Sang-hoon, the CEO of the newspaper, has also been named as one of the uh, people associated with the death of the South Korean actress Jang Ja-yeon. Now, she was a big TV star Mm -hmm. who committed suicide in 2009. Uh, And there was an investigation into her death at the time, which was apparently completely corrupt. And a new investigation has just been opened by, I think, the new president over there. She allegedly left a suicide note when she died that was covered up the first time around, describing how she had been beaten by her agent and forced to have sex with a string of VIPs, uh, directors, media executives and CEOs, including Mr. Bang Sang-hoon, the CEO of Chosun Ilbo. Uh, now, of course, the newspapers denied that, etc., etc., but as you would. Now, the former police chief who was in charge of the investigation when she died 10 years ago has come out and said that uh, the paper, Chosun Ilbo, put huge pressure on him at the time not to investigate. Hmm. Uh, Our baby. Yeah, look and look. I was talking to Chrissy about this, and she said, "Do you think this is unique to South Korea?" And no, I don't. I mean, there are no. sex rings, sex scandals, uh, that kind of stuff happening all around the world. Mm-hmm. We as- we assume. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, th- th- I-, I wrote uh, about some of the stuff associated with the entertainment industry and the House of Lords uh, in my book um, in the UK. In my book, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we you know we hear things uh, about Saudi princes and yeah sex uh, scandals often, and I'm, I'm sure it goes on in Australia and the US as well. But uh, anyway, nonetheless, 
Now, this is all part, in, in South Korea, this is all part of something known as the Burning Sun Scandal. Tell me about the Burning Sun Scandal, Ray. Nobody knows more about South Korean <laughs> sex scandals than you. Is that where the sun got too hot? No, I, I honestly don't know. Why is it called that? The sun flew too close to the yes. sun and got burned. Uh, the, uh, right. It broke this year, earlier this year. Burning Sun is a nightclub in Gangnam. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the sort of uh, funky area of... Gangnam uh, Whippin' style or Gangnam yeah. style? Or? Gangnam style. Okay, no. I, yeah. Gangnam style. Yeah. I'm doing it now. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, a district in um, capital of South Korea. Uh, and it, it, it involves, this uh, scandal involves uh, several celebrities. Oh, I've got to sneeze. That's <laughs> you. Oh. There you go. Live on camera. It, the sex scandal involved uh, a group of celebrities, including, shockingly uh, to some, Charlie Sheen. No, sorry. <laughs> the Korean, sorry. the Korean Charlie oh. Sheens. Okay. Uh, a number of K-pop uh, oh, idols. Shit. Now, we go. K-pop groups, like I guess most boy bands, kind of try and walk this line between depicting their stars as. Sexy but innocent, um, right. you know. They, you know, they, they'll give you sort of this nod and a wink, but really they're just uh, good. There's nothing behind. Good boys, yeah. good boys. Right. Yeah, they're not. But de- into dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, uh, some of them were involved in all sorts of dirty shit. Um, <sighs> it's hot. At and around involving this nightclub, I think this nightclub was actually uh, partly owned by one of them. There was oh, an. Yeah. It all came out that in South Korea there's this epidemic of what's called molka, a Korean right. word for the online distribution of unconsented sex videos taken of women. Oh, gotcha. Spy camps. Um, right. vo- you know, they have sex with a girl, film it, and then share it online with their friends and in right. chat groups and stuff like that. But it's, it was more than that. Uh, this club was also allegedly involved in prostitution, drug trafficking, and buying off cops to make sure they didn't get Damn. investigated. Now, there was a, a, a K-pop artist called Seungri of the band Big Bang, who are apparently the kings of K-pop. By the way, I, I am not into K-pop. Uh, I've, I've, tr- I've listened I've watched well, I you. a good right. number of nieces uh, that are into yeah. K-pop. Um, Do you learn any moves? No, no moves. No. Uh, can, cannot cannot deal with K-pop personally. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, anyway, Sungri is one of the club's executive directors. He had to resign from the entertainment industry after being charged with sex bribery. And then you know there were allegations of rape and spy cams. The uh, another singer Jung Jun Young, another K-pop star, confessed to secretly filming himself having sex with women and sharing the videos. He resigned from the entertainment industry as well. But that's just the most recent in a string of South Korean scandals. In 2016, its first female president Park Geun Hye was brought down in a corruption scandal. Do you did you read up on that? I, I I remember on NPR she was trying to fight against it or whatever, but 
Yeah, no, it was. I guess she was guilty of something. She is gone now, right? I think that's all I can remember. Oh, she's deeply gone. Um, she's in jail. Um, that's gone. That's deeply. Yeah, yeah, and she. So she was it sort of had something to do with being involved in some sort of weird pseudo Christian cult. Her father, the worst. Park's father was president of South Korea in the seventies. Uh, his wife. Her mother was assassinated. There was an assassination attempt on him. Uh, got her instead. I think that was around 74. Then he was assassinated around about 79, I think. Uh, then, and sort of he had this this Christian uh, advisor who was close to the daughter. And then this Christian advisor's daughter became a close advisor of Park and um it all got really weird um yeah are these all hereditary uh jobs because i want in yeah yeah please continue no you you, you and what you what yeah i'm three percent korean so <laughs> you're three percent korean according to ancestry.com so you're more korean than you are native american because you're like <laughs> one fucktenth native american three <laughs> percent korean yeah. hey yeah. Yeah. One well, let of, me scalp you. Yeah. Do you know where it comes from? Does uh, one of your um, hmm? a, a pirate grandfather? I don't know. Mm. I can't. I'm still working on it. Wow. Sexy. I can pay extra to have someone do the work for me, but just let's just say pirate grandfather for now. A pirate grandfather was he the Korean or the uh, white woman? Who was the Korean? The, father, the uh, grandfather or the uh, he, woman he, that... It... He, he was... Yeah, he was the raper. It's it's not pretty. We don't talk about it much at family reunions because it gets <laughs> it gets tense. It really does. So we just kind of nod and go on. But... Wow. Okay, maybe I'm not 3% Korean. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not. I feel like I should be if, I, if it helps me get one of these jobs that obviously seems to go on until I'm assassinated. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I keep I'm going? Can I keep going now? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Uh, so then, so the daughter, yeah. Park, became president. Then um, she ended up getting impeached, charged with bribery, abusing state power and leaking state secrets. She got 25 years in jail for that. Um, and a whole oh bunch of people got caught God. up in it, including the CEO of Samsung. He uh, was jailed for Eight. five years for bribery and embezzlement. But uh, I think he got mm-hmm. out. He got. He managed to buy his way out of that. He did. A, he did a little bit of time in jail. That got out. Um, he was convicted over payments worth forty-three billion won, which is about thirty-six million American dollars, made to the cult leader. This is the woman who was an advisor sure. to the president. Her name was uh, Chol Soon Sil. So she was like this cult leader that was basically the president's best friend and advisor who was taking Mm -hmm. massive bribes from business leaders to get her to influence the president's uh, thinking about policy and uh, giving licenses for this or that or whatever. So the uh, uh, Chol Soon Sil, the advisor, was given 20 years. Uh, And this is just the latest in a long string of... Crazy right. South Korea. I mean, if you go and look at the president, I did this a while back. If you look at the, the, 
the presidents of South Korea over the last 20 years, I think most of them ended up in jail or committing suicide. Um, Jeez, or assassinated. The, <clears throat> after their term. Right. Well, you go back a bit further, assassinated, yeah. But uh, right. a lot of corruption yeah. in South Korea, a lot of, a lot of crazy sex uh, scandals, all that stuff going on. So here's, the, here's my reason for putting all that. Like when you see the leading newspaper run by a guy who himself is involved in a major sex scandal. Right. Running stories talking about how Kim Jong-un is crazy. Ah, and, distraction. And, and then those stories uh, turn out to be false time after time after time right. again. Right. So you have to wonder what is their motivation for running these stories. Now, as you said before, it could be as innocent as, look, uh, we, we really don't have the ability to fact check these and it's going to sell newspapers, yeah. so let's just run it. Who gives a shit? What's, right. what, what's Kim going to do about it? He can't really complain. Yes. Um, <clears throat> or it could be a, a deliberate part of a an ongoing propaganda campaign to mm-hmm. make North Korea and its leaders look as batshit crazy as possible. You know, I was having this conversation mm-hmm. with Chrissy in the car the other day, and she was saying, well, yeah, but he is crazy, right? And I said, well, what makes you think What's that? that yeah, she goes, well, all right. these stories. And I go, yeah, okay, but... Where are you getting the stories from? We have to always keep in mind that all of the stories that we hear about Kim being crazy, that you know the North Korean people are told that he doesn't have a butthole, doesn't poop, right. uh, etc., yeah. etc., uh, are coming from South Korean and or Western media that have a an incentive right. to make him look crazy. Now, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Uh, I'm. I'm you know, I'd be fairly confident in saying that uh, there are some brutal things about North Korea, but sure. uh, you always have to keep in mind that everything that you're that we hear about North Korea is being filtered by South Korean and Western uh, media. So you got to take it all with a grain of salt, particularly when the stories on the surface sound a little bit whack. Right. I just have to ask real quick from from your reading of uh, various biographies. Do you remember any of the um, maybe zany stories America put out about um, Castro or any of his lieutenants? I'm sure there was some some intense propaganda going on for the decades that we were trying to trying to get him out of Cuba. I, just off the top of your head, I wonder if you uh, or was it kind of the more basic thing? He's a bloodthro- uh, bloodthirsty tyrant. He doesn't care about the people. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, the main. Propaganda you get about Castro in the Western media are those two things, and and mm-hmm. he, he's um, he's a bloodthirsty murderer who killed right. thousands of innocent people, uh, or he's secretly wealthy. He's got uh, mansions and yachts and cash distributed everywhere, and he's uh, lives like a king. He's not really a socialist, right. uh, despite the fact that he was known to live quite simply and humbly for his entire life Uh, and wore army greens or tracksuits everywhere because he was a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think his name came up in the Panama Papers uh, like a certain British prime minister, but we can figure that out later. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you to, I think it was Kevin, 
who suggested we do the Panama Papers. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Yeah, Kevin Lovett. Levitt, love it. He love loves it. it. Love it. Yeah, he loves yeah. it. Uh, thanks to Kevin for suggesting that we do our next series on the Panama Papers scandal. That's a good one. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna do that. We'll get into that in a in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You always so the stories you hear about most um, communist leaders are a combination of they're brutal, bloodthirsty, or secretly rich, um, or right. Uh, yeah, the common one, and we're getting this with Venezuela at the moment, is, oh, look at how badly the people live. The people are so poor. Right. They're all trying Suffering. to get out of there. They're trying to get to the West. Yeah. Now, that's obviously true. They are poor and struggling. But the the part of that story that doesn't get talked about is, well, yeah, right. they've, they've been under economic sanctions for years by the West, uh, cut off from the global economy. Um, mm-hmm. That is one of the major reasons why they're poor. They can't export or they have limited export options for their products. They can't import the stuff that they need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They can't get into foreign investment into the into the country, right. all that kind of kind stuff. Kind of what we're doing to Iran right now. You've been doing it to Iran for decades. You've been doing it yeah. to Cuba since 1960. 61, something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, been doing it to Venezuela for, what, 15 years, we said on the Venezuela show, something like that, since right. early 2000s, getting close mm-hmm. to 20 years since Chavez came to power. Uh, right. Yeah, look, this is America's standard tactic. Destroy their economy and then point at their economy and say, look how bad it is. Right. Hmm. Try to get someone else to come in and take over. Or yeah. rise up and rebel and take over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, someone who will play ball, yeah. who understands how things work, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Obviously, uh hasn't worked in Venezuela uh, so far. The, right. the the big coup that Bolton and Trump uh, tried to facilitate a few weeks ago, so yeah. far failed, uh, yeah. despite their best efforts. The military continued to support Maduro. But yeah, you know, I, I don't think I don't I don't think they can hold out much longer. I mean, the, the you know, yeah, it's just a matter of time. I think. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Moving on, weed yeah. in Colorado. So mm-hmm. this story hit uh, the headline. I mean, okay. So the first the first thing that got my attention is how clickbaity this title headline was. Uh, puff puff spew. Colorado hit with vomiting syndrome after legalizing weed. Ah, nice spin. So tell me what your impression was of this story. Um, well, it in some ways it kind of goes back to what we said at the very end of the series on marijuana. We discovered a lot as we went along, but you and I, I think basically at the, at the very end of it, we said something like this. We said... The brain, as far as we know, is still developing up until the age of 25 or so. So if you're going to legalize pot, maybe make it um, age 26. Who knows that kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, neutral things about pot. Obviously, it can raise a lot of money for the state. Um, but there, there, are, there are going to be people that abuse it, and that's just kind of the price you pay for freedom. So this is a very tricky thing. In fact, I think in this one article, they called it the great experiment. You know, can Colorado do this? They've been doing it since 2014. It's been five years. But 
if you just go by the title, it scares the hell out of you, which is just what we said about the last thing we talked about, clickbait, uh, titles that, that are either going to scare you or it's a woman in a tight shirt, whoever, whatever, it doesn't really matter. They're trying to get you to, to, to come in, to read their story, eyes on the screen, eyes on the paper. And it's just all, it's all about, you know, revenue and sales ads and, and getting people to read. So once you go into the story, it turns out that again, and I don't like to toot your horn for you because you like to toot it yourself, but at the very end of the series, you I said, just wish I could bend over far enough to toot my own horn, Ray. That's put that on live stream. If I could, um, <laughs> if I could do that, who needs? You wouldn't need. Yeah, you wouldn't need anybody. I wouldn't need no, Vegas. But, it, but at the at the end of the day, it comes down to moderation. You can take, and you said this, you can take too much of anything, and it turns out that there are people in Colorado who are taking this way too far. And they're hurting themselves, and that's that's not surprising. But the way they the, the way they um, angle it in the article, it makes it sound like it's so much more than that. Okay, but but tell me specifically what you yeah. came up with when you analyzed using this incredible and 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 gift to humanity brain that that you that you have. Yeah, the Harris brain, as as it's right. referred to in uh, Korean part Native American, right? Scientific circles. Yeah, it's that magic combination of of <laughs> Korean Native American and uh, white uh, cracker yeah. that uh, goes into making your brain this magic combination. What? Uh, what what specifically about this story did you learn? What did I learn? What are the problems um, with this story as presented? Well, what what's wrong with the actual thing of smoking too much or the the story itself? The story itself. The story itself is is the way it is portrayed, the way it is skewed. And just that they they tell you something dramatic to get you in, but when you go through it, it's not as bad as you would think. It's not as scary as you think, and it's just some people who are not living in moderation who are hurting themselves and other people, and don't get me wrong, that's horrible, but it's not the end-all, be-all scary story that the title of the article would lead you to believe. Yeah, I think there's more than that. I think um, mm-hmm. there are two main claims in this story. One is that emergency rooms in Colorado are getting uh, marijuana Small. users coming right. in with something called unremitting vomiting syndrome. Mm. Now, a guy I went to school with runs a hospital in Denver. He's like the top administrator of a hospital in Denver, but... Um, oh, wow. I tried to get in touch with him on Facebook to get him to give me his thoughts on this, but he didn't reply. So there you go. I don't think he's, he's on hot. Facebook. He's too high. <laughs> I can't click the button. I mean, anyway. he he is or was uh, in high school a big weed smoker. Have I ever told you the story about the time that we uh, knocked, a, knocked a guy out with um, uh, chloroform and then punched, no. beat the shit out of him? So we did so, what? and it was this guy. Okay. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> high school. This is the guy you beat up. Yeah, high school party we were at, uh, uh, one, one of my mates' houses. <laughs> we were, we were probably grade grade eleven, grade twelve, something like that. Um, and one of us, I don't remember who, but I think it was probably me, uh, stole some chloroform out of the chemistry lab at school. Because you had an idea. 
Well, the idea that we had was there was this particular girl who was a bit of a snooty bitch. And um, we, oh, mate, this sounds horrible. This is probably horrible back then, but it sounds even worse now. What we, clean it up. What we talked about doing was knocking her out with chloroform um, and stripping her naked and tying her to a chair in the front yard with a big sign saying, party this way, with a sign to the party. That's what we talked about jokingly. Right. We would never right. have done that. But sure. we did. I did take the chloroform to the party, come to think of it. This is like 1986, 87. It was a different time. You can't judge me. Right. Basi- right. Well, you can, actually. It's, it's yes. A- yes, actually. Yeah, no, it's, it was terrible then. We didn't do it. We didn't, didn't do, do it. it, no. What we did do oh, God. is this friend of mine was being a bit of an annoying dick at the party. <laughs> so... Hey, I'm going to run a hospital one day. What are you fucks going to do? Knocked him out with knocked him out with chloroform, right. and then we and he and he knew that so we had chloroform, and we thought he was faking it because he just like fell quickly. You know, you see it, <laughs> you see it in movies. You put a chloroform rag over somebody's mouth and nose, and they just they just yeah. collapse. He did that, and we thought, Thank ha ha, you. we were yeah, ha ha, very funny. Get up. And he didn't. So we just started, like, kicking him and punching him, going, get up, get up. And he didn't. And we thought, wow, this is this is commitment to uh, the role. Method acting. Yeah. Method acting. And yeah. a couple of hours later, he woke up and went, what the, What happened and why am I so sore and covered in bruises? <laughs> well, he now runs a hospital in Denver, that guy. And, but he was a big, he was a big uh, drug user uh, in, in his day. Back in the yeah. back back in the day. Anyway, long story short, couldn't get in touch with him. So, <laughs> uh, so they're saying there's this uh, thing called cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Now, here's a couple of problems uh, with this. Number one is this is a single hospital that's being referred to in this article. Um, a particular guy called Andrew Monty, who's a toxicologist at uh, the UC Health University of Colorado Hospital is saying they're seeing all these people come in suffering from unremitting vomiting syndrome into the emergency department related to marijuana. So it's not a wide study. Uh, It's not presented as a scientific study that we're seeing this happen over a broad area. One hospital making these claims. Now, that's something that uh, you should be f- thinking about if you if you have a scientific mindset and you read these stories. But, of course, it's not pointed out in any version right. of the story that I read. The, the story doesn't go, but, of course, we should just, yeah, should look at the fact that this is just uh, blah, 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 blah. It does say his latest peer-reviewed research found that cannabis-related emergency room visits for psychiatric problems have increased Fivefold in the state, mm-hmm. but doesn't link to the paper, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not it's not presented as right. a very uh, I don't know scientific view with this article. Secondly, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't talk about the fact that most of the uh, findings in this study suggest that the reason people are Uh, getting these vomiting syndromes is because Mm -hmm. of edibles and they're they're not uh, familiar with how edibles work edibles 
typically a lot stronger, as I understand it, than smoking it and can take mm-hmm. a long time to kick in, a lot longer right. than smoking it. Less longer, right. So people right. will eat an edible, eat. don't exactly. get any effect, eat another one, don't get any effect, keep eating them. All of a sudden, it kicks in and they're sick. Their body's rejecting it. Right. They're very sick a few hours later. So what the story should be saying is uh, in places where we legalise weed, uh, we need to do a lot more with educating people about how edibles work so they don't overdose on edibles because that can cause vomiting. Uh, But it doesn't say that. Anywhere in the story, it doesn't doesn't connect the edibles and the the lack of uh, education around edibles with this. It, the highlights of this story, the key points, and I'm reading this in the ABC, Australia's uh, uh, national uh, publicly funded news broadcaster, which is typically considered to be fairly uh, uh, good uh, mm-hmm. as a news source. It's not a Murdoch tabloidy type publication. Right. It's it's key points here. Recreational marijuana became legal in Colorado in 2014. The state has made nearly $1 billion in revenue from marijuana taxes. Fatal car crashes involving cannabis have doubled since 2014. They're the key points. And then it goes on and on about vomiting and nausea. So it's not really talking about edibles. It quotes him saying, we see people smoke every day, unusually up to 10 times a day. Damn. what are they, self-employed podcasters? Shit. Yeah. Now, I don't know uh, how common that is, people smoking 10 times a day. I, I'm sure it can happen, know. but yeah. Anyway, it doesn't really people. it doesn't talk about the edibles. Um, and, of course, you're going to get people who go to extremes with anything that uh, right. y- y- can happen. It said also that, uh, and this is in, in big font on this a new site. Bad things can happen when people become psychotic. Here in Colorado, there were actually several people who jumped off balconies. One man shot his wife. That is concerning. It is. Mm. I wonder if it's true. We don't know the full story. It's just a line, a quote from a guy. Yeah. But whatever. So um, we don't know if those people were psychotic before they smoked marijuana. We talked yeah. about this uh, in our old War on Drugs series. Um, psychotic people, uh, psychotic, whether they smoke or not smoke. Did the weed make them psychotic? Were they psychotic before that? Did they have a mm-hmm. history of mental health issues? We don't know. Right. The whole story just comes across as an as a anti-weed Anti. story. And, in fact, in exactly. this version that I've got, it actually says that he warns Australians to be yes. careful about legalizing weed. This um, could happen to you. He has a warning for what could happen if Australia ever embarks on this radical social experiment. Oh, that's not the doctor, that's actually. That's the dad. That's, that's the, the dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah. other part of the story is about uh, a woman who was killed in right. a car accident that has been associated with smoking weed. Uh, mm-hmm. A young woman called Amanda Hill died in a car accident. Uh, the and, and according to this article, she was hit, it's a head-on collision, by right. stoned driver Francisco Sanchez. Mm-hmm. So, A, he's Mexican, obviously. Right. So that yes. ties into our whole 
uh, the, the whole. <laughs> oh yeah, how it got started. Yeah, it's the oh, yeah. the Mexicans and their their crazy weed. Um, and then it says motor vehicle crashes involving stoned drivers have doubled in Colorado since 2014. However, right. when I went looking for other sources talking about this accident, mm-hmm. I found one that said when he was arrested and they did a blood test on him, his blood contained low levels of THC. Oh, okay. So not blitzed out of his mind as you would be led to believe. Yes. Low levels of THC. Now, I think THC sticks around in your bloodstream for up to a week. So he may have smoked or eaten something any time in that previous week. Uh, And yet they're calling him stoned driver, Francisco Sanchez. Now, that low levels of THC didn't make it into the version of the story that I read. So no suggestion that uh, any, anything other than he was baked when he had this car accident. Now, the second piece of data I found from a couple of Colorado-based news sources mm-hmm. is apparently when he was arrested, he rang his girlfriend and told her that he was high on cocaine when the accident happened. Oh, God. Right. And he said that to her on the prison phone, which... And this is Ray's legal tip of the day. Don't talk openly on the prison's phone. <laughs> it's the prison's phone. It's being recorded. Do you know that one part that says anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law? Uh, this is what they're talking about. Anyway, rule, go ahead. Yeah, rule number one, uh, <laughs> don't go to any lunch in your honor. Right. Rule number two, don't, right, don't, tell, <laughs> don't admit to things on the prison phone. Um. Yeah, so let me see if I can find this. Uh, here we go. Um, during the sentencing, the prosecutor played aloud a recording of a phone call between Sanchez and his girlfriend while Sanchez was in jail, telling her to lie about the incident in order to minimize his sentencing. Hey, listen, I'm just calling you from jail to ask you to lie when the cops come and talk to you, I'm pretty sure I'm whispering. So I'm pretty sure they can't hear me. Yeah. Oh, and I was high on cocaine, but don't tell them that. It was just marijuana. Okay. Love you too. Okay. No, love you more. You hang up first. Okay. Bye. On the recording, he also purported that he had been high on cocaine. Sanchez's lawyer said Sanchez called his girlfriend soon after to retract what he said. Was there a recording of that? Yeah, he's like, listen, um, when I said I was high on cocaine, Ixnay... I was singing that song. On the- I was singing the high on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Kane Koe. Um, yeah. Oh, and don't lie. My lawyer My lawyer tells me I shouldn't have asked you to lie. Um, my bad. Didn't realise... that's up to you. Didn't realise that I, was a bad yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> bad juju. Yeah. Yeah. So the cocaine uh, and the low levels of THC didn't make it into the the mainstream news stories. So, again, I have to wonder who's behind these stories. Who is uh, behind these stories in Australia and why the ABC is running them, which is a a terrible um, hit to the ABC's credibility, in, in my view. 
But who right. is pushing these stories in 2019 to try and uh, keep up a fear campaign against the legalization of marijuana in Australia? Hmm. Yeah, but again, you just have to wonder when they say they and since 2014 they've got almost a billion dollars in tax revenue. If they were really smart, they would have left that out. But yeah, I mean, you've got to wonder who is skewing this. So hopefully, this great experiment, as it were, because I think this article said that like 30 or 32 other states in the United States have some form of legalized marijuana. I guess they don't want this great experiment to dump oceans and to go to Australia because then it might just. It might just keep going, and someone obviously is against that. Yeah, yeah. Where where are the where's the data on the rest of the country and other countries like uh, Portugal? Where, where, right. Where's the data on what's happened there as a result of the legalization of all drugs? Yeah. 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 So very heavily biased article that uh, I had a number of people, including my mother tag me on after I'd already read it, but uh, it's doing the rounds. Right. Uh, somebody's trying to build yeah. uh, or maintain the fear campaign against marijuana legalization in Australia. Um, I don't know if it's the pharmaceuticals industry. Um, Tony, I was talking to Tony about this over dinner the other night, and he said that uh, alcohol companies in Australia are buying up all of the uh, marijuana-based businesses in Australia, taking a stake right. in it. But they may Mark. still they may still have an interest in shutting it down and, and keeping up alcohol. Uh, maybe it's the pharmaceutical industry that's trying to do it. Maybe it's I don't know some sort of religious based organisations that are trying to do yeah. it. Don't know. Don't I don't Somebody, know who's behind it. Somebody's behind it. Right. Someone's behind it, and somebody has an agenda. Whether it's moral, Christian, financial, somebody's doing something yeah. because of a specific reason. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating though how you know how um, easy it is to pick apart stories like this when they come out. Uh, but no, yeah, but, but exactly. most people aren't going to take the time or effort to go. Hold on a second, this smells hinky. Yeah. I'm going to go drill down into this yeah. a little bit. And I th- yeah. and I guess that's what you know. I, I I want people to do. One of the reasons for doing this show is to get people used to. Seeing if news stories pass the sniff test, the bullshit filter. Mm-hmm. Like you read, I read a story like this, and as soon as I saw the headline, "Puff Puff Spew," I like yeah. this has been written by a marketing person. Like uh, this is a this is a press release right. that's um, packaged up and as this, a news story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because we would have known about this for hundreds of years if it was really this bad because there have been tests on marijuana or on cannabis since the 1850s in India. So we call bullshit or I call bullshit. Let's try and do this uh, Iran story before we run out of time. Okay. Um, So obviously there's been a lot of news in the US since uh, Trump took over. Again, about Iran this and Iran that. Uh, Trump and Bolton and these guys seem to be gearing up once again for some sort of a war, whether it's just purely economic sanctions or military involvement against Iran. We talked Mm -hmm. a lot in our uh, serious series about the history between the US and Iran, and we don't need to go over all of that again. But uh, this week, the IAEA, the Mm -hmm. nuclear watchdog, 
as they're right. often referred to, uh, released their latest report on Iran, and they found that the inspectors that went there, who were given full access, according to the IAEA, found that Iran's stock of enriched uranium was well below the limit set by the deal. So, of course, they did a deal with the Obama administration, which Trump mm-hmm. promptly tore up when right. he took the White House. But Iran have stuck to the terms of the deal, nonetheless. Mm, right. For two years, they've gone, well, listen, we're going to keep doing that anyway, so okay, you tear it up if you want, but we're sticking to the deal. We expect you to stick to the deal because we made a fucking deal with your country. But as as you, I think you said on the last, or we said this previously, the United States has since then increased our our sanctions against the country. And like you said, their heavy water stockpile and their low enriched uranium is still slight, is still below the limits set by the watchdog group. And like you said, they have unfettered access. So as far as we know, Iran is complying with the deal that we, the United States, but not other countries have walked away from. Yeah. So uh, the sanctions have been ramping up. To, uh, yeah. including just last month, uh, Washington sharply increased the sanctions on Iran. They've ordered all countries to halt imports mm-hmm. of Iranian oil or else face consequences. Right. Now, you know, my first impression is you're not the boss of me. I'll import Iranian oil if I want to. You're not my real father. But right. uh, that's the way... America sees itself as everyone's bully stepdad um, who uh, tell you you can't have that bike. Um, now, Bolton, John Bolton, has apparently been staffing the NSC with people who also want to attack Iran. Just recently, wow. he hired a guy called Richard Goldberg, who's a mm-hmm. well-known Iran hawk to run the Trump administration's pressure campaign against Iran. Now, as we said back in our Syria show, uh, just to remind people, Iran is responsible for a significant portion of the world's oil. And these Mm -hmm. sanctions are going to reduce the amount they're able to export. It's going to really cripple, further cripple the country's economy, which has been doing it tough since they overthrew the dictator that America supported there uh, in the late 70s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they then America supported, obviously, a war by Iraq against Iran. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been throwing economic sanctions at them ever since to try and cripple the country. Jeez. Now, crude oil price uh, is up 50% since the start of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of a number of reasons for that. One would be the sanctions on Venezuela and Iran. Another, right. I think, is that OPEC and Russia have agreed to limit their production to try and keep prices up. But uh, U.S. oil production is also up. I think we've touched on this a number of times in the show. The U.S. now is probably the world's largest producer of crude oil, if not the largest, it's nearly the largest. Um, But trade prices have been playing a role in this as well. There's this 
trade war between the United States, uh, China, Mexico, and the EU ramping up. Crude prices have dropped about 20% since the Mm. peak in 2018, Um, but uh, they're on their way back up this year. So there's, there's a lot of issues going on with oil. And if countries can't buy oil from Venezuela or Iran because of U.S. sanctions, where do they buy it? Good old U.S. of A. Yeah, so they're going to be buying it from the USA or Saudi Arabia, one, of, the US, one of your allies, right. or Russia. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the U.S. have put sanctions in place to stop Russia selling oil yet. They're probably not prepared to go that extra step. Um yeah. But and, and remember when we're talking about the Saudis in Iran, we have to recall the whole Sunni Shia uh, uh, fight that's been going on for thirteen hundred years. Big part of uh, the conflict there is is the fact that uh, the Saudis, the Sunni, and the Shia Iran are fighting over global dominance in Islam. Mm-hmm. But. Just to remind you that uh, President Rouhani, President of Iran, Rouhani, has stated quite clearly, and he's reiterated this just recently, that the country not only is not trying to develop nuclear weapons, but has actually banned development of nuclear weapons, or at least the Ayatollah has. He wrote, Mm -hmm. we are committed not to work toward developing and producing a nuclear bomb, as enunciated in the fatwa issued by Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. We strongly believe that the development, production, stockpiling and use of nuclear weapons are contrary to Islamic norms. We never even contemplated the option of acquiring nuclear weapons because we believe that such weapons could undermine our national security interests As a result, they have no place in Iran's security doctrine. Even the perception that Iran may develop nuclear weapons is detrimental to our security and overall national interest. Absolutely. So here's what I hear. We're not developing weapons. Oh, yes, you are. We're not developing weapons. Oh, yes, you are. And I'm sending a carrier group. We're not developing weapons. You mess with any of our guys, we're going to strike at you. We're not developing weapons. Oh, don't make me. You're pushing me. I mean, it's just... Rhetoric, it's one-sided rhetoric on the American side. For whatever reason, I think John Bolton is insane myself, but I I cannot prove that. (laughs) We're not developing nuclear weapons because, A, it's not in line with our spiritual beliefs, and, B, it's not in our national security interests. So we're not developing nuclear weapons. Oh, yes, you are. No, no, we're really not. You know, uh, Israel has famously been, you know, usually Bibi Netanyahu gets up in front of the UN on a regular basis, and says Iran is five years away, five years away yeah. from having nuclear We've weapons. Been saying that for twenty years time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we keep buying it. We keep panicking and believing it. But anyway, yeah. So look, uh, okay, maybe the Israel, uh, sorry, the Iranian government are lying, but the IAEA just did their report and said, yeah, they're. Stock of enriched uranium is well below the limit set by the deal. So um, you can't believe anything you hear coming out of the US. And this isn't just a Trump thing, though, either. I mean, Obama dialed down the tension quite a bit. It's one of the few things I'll give Obama credit for during his eight Mm -hmm. years. 
he dialed down the tensions with Cuba and Iran. Right. Um, did a lot of bad shit, but I'll give him credit for those two things. Uh, unfortunately, didn't do enough uh, because as soon as Trump got in, he was able to dial it all back up again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going on, and not. I don't think it's a coincidence that the two major countries that Trump's uh, battling at the moment are two of the world's largest oil countries, oh, developing countries, right. Venezuela well, and Iran. A larger theme here. Got it. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. Russia is another one of the huge ones. And then, you know, that's the other big story that is happening across the U.S. is, oh, Russia this and, oh, Russia that. And, oh, we need to do this about Russia. Uh, Trump, obviously, a little bit more forgiving of Russia for whatever reasons, whether they're commercial right. or, or, or corruption or whatever. But, um, right. yeah, Venezuela, the, the, the America's enemies du jour are major oil producers that aren't mm-hmm. in the American camp. Right. Hmm. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the story. Um, thanks to the people who watched on Facebook and uh, thanks for everyone who subscribes to the show. We'll do new shows for another couple of weeks and then we will, as we prepare to do the Panama Papers, but then we'll we'll get and do the Panama Papers, uh, do a little bit of a series on that. Uh, that. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, we're out. Bullshit. Bullshit. Bullshit.